Welcome to the Elevating Funeral Service podcast. If you want to run a successful funeral home, cemetery, or pet cremation service, you don't have to be the one that has the lowest price. You do need to be the one that offers the most value, provides the best customer experience, and clearly communicates that in your marketing. On this weekly podcast, Ellery and Welton will show easy ways to demonstrate value to families and create differentiation that helps you stand out from the competition. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Elevating Funeral Service podcast. I'm your host, Ellery Bowker. I'm with my good friend and co-host, Welton Hong, and we are happy to be back. Um, This is episode 27. If you remember, episode 26 was a month ago. Um, uh, Welton and I, uh, probably unplanned, but we both have taken about a month to kind of wrap up 2021, um, you know, wrap up stuff from 2021, kind of plan for, I'm sorry, 2020, um, happily get rid of that, um, plan for 2021. So, uh, yeah, just to get kind of caught up real quick, Welton, kind of what, what was, uh, the end of the year look like for Ring Ring and what have you been doing for about a month? I've been strategically planning a lot. It's like, since there's not a whole lot of trade shows going on, I use that time to build up a, right, basically trying to figure out, map out 2021, where we're going to go to, and then we start hiring to staff up. So we are onboarding about, so we're going to be a little more than 80 headcounts uh, shortly. Wow. So we just started hiring, because hiring good people take forever. Yeah. I'm like, hey, that just strategically that's try to fill everything in the first quarter then we don't have to worry it's all training thereafterwards so we don't have yeah. to worry too much about hiring 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 yeah so yeah well you're gonna spend need, a lot of need, time in hiring you're gonna need name tags <laughs> <laughs> hello i'm you know uh, yeah that's awesome well look when you were focusing on like setting your goals for next year yeah. where it was was it just kind of like growth goals or just employee development or what were you guys kind of focused on so very interesting is obviously will be in, um, growth in number of clients we're supporting, but also making sure that the, so we're having first level managers, second level managers now, yeah. making sure that they are trained on how to lead teams and manage people. So we focus a lot in the last month or two coming out with a managerial guide handbook. If you're new managers, these are the books you need to to read and watch. And we have people manager meetings every week. Yeah. Um, so it, it's fun just growing headcounts, like totally different. Yeah. If you have yeah. that many employees to yeah, maintain the culture. That's yeah. awesome, though, because, you know, when you've got that many people on your team, you know, you're going to have just, yeah. you know, be able to kind of just uh, really focus on, on what they do best. You know, for us, um, you know, I kind of made a goal in 2021 that you know, we're going to kind of go an inch wide and a mile deep, uh, you know, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, we're not, we're going to grow, but we're going to, we're not going to expand a lot of things horizontally, right? We would just want right. to drill down and get really, really good at what we do. Right. Um, you know, one of the things in 2020 that we did because we couldn't go anywhere, um, <laughs> you know, which is just weird and good all on all the same time. But what we did was we really kind of leaned in and we focused on our own customers and we got right. to know our customers better which led to more insights, which led to better product development. So oh, yeah. we really, we really just want to focus on, on just what we do and, and kind of just do it better than anyone else. Yeah, um, that's in class. Yeah, absolutely. And so for us, um, you know, the fourth quarter was, was interesting for some of you that haven't heard the announcement, our company was actually acquired um, um, at the end of November by Tukio's, which we could not be more excited about it. 
Um, after here in Tukio's, the, the companies are very similar in culture. The right. products are very similar. I mean, they're a simple solution. They do one thing. We do it better than anyone else at a value proposition that's just often called a no-brainer. Right. So Curtis and I, the founder of, of Tukio's, um, we've known each other since, for over 10 years now. And wow. we've always talked about working together. And so, you know, one thing led to another. And we started exploring some ideas. And, and, and we put the deal together. And um, we are just really, really jazzed about 2021. It's going to be great right. for for we have a lot of shared customers, but for those that are not shared customers, we're going to be, you know, kind of cross-selling and just kind of really promoting each other. And so it's going to be really good. So um, we're really excited about it. So, yeah. So, but I, I can tell you that it's been, it's been a, just a crazy, crazy couple of months. I mean, just, you know, the team's all getting together and, you know, kind of learning their product, them learning our product. And um, man, it, it just feels like, like the last 30 or 45 days has just been a whirlwind. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you must be super busy, but yet rewarding and fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really exciting. So, yeah, we've added some, some uh, staff here as well. And I know they have. They're onboarding people like crazy. Right. Um, and kind of like what you're doing, it's like we've onboarded a couple of developers. And it's just so nice to be able to say, you know, look, just, you know, you focus on this one project. Right. right? And, and mm-hmm. one thing we've always tried to do is just kind of when we hire people is say, look, you know, um, you know, you own this project. Right. Like you own this and go do this and and give them the autonomy to go do it. And if you hire the right people, then, you know, you're able to get that done. So, so far, I'm just I'm loving that. So that's that's <laughs> super exciting. So, yeah. But OK, well, good. What, what we're going to talk about today on episode 27 uh, for the audience, is we're going to be talking about, obviously, the new year. And, you know, a lot of people made predictions about 2021, what they think is going to happen. And some of them are far fetched. Some of them are super believable. But the one thing you and I talked about, Welton, was three things that, you know, the funeral homes are going to absolutely have to focus on. Oh yeah. Um, they no can choice to, right. They can choose to or not, but these mm-hmm. are going to be three things we're going to talk about today that we think funeral homes uh, really ought to spend a lot more time. Right. right? And, and for those things are not good at uh, either go get good at it or uh, um, you know, go, go partner with another company that is good at it, but either right. way, whether, whether it's do it yourself or do it for me or, you know, however you get it done, it's just going right. to have to get done. So oh, yeah. Um, real quick, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about uh, online reputation, we're going to talk about search, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, the digital solutions that the tactical side, what funeral homes ought to be doing for family right. today. So why don't we tee it up this way, Well, Why don't we talk okay. about the first one? So we think both you and I are in agreement that online reputation, um, last year, I remember at the beginning of the year, I said there's probably nothing more important than online reputation. And still the same. <laughs> it's still the same. And every day it becomes more and more and more important. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be a plateau here for a while. I think it's no. going to continue uh, to become more and more important, right? Like right. your, your online reputation um, needs to be, it needs to stand in your place, right? So if you can't right. talk to the family directly and sell them on why they need to choose you, your online reputation has to do that for you. So right. talk about that, if you will, Welton. Why, yeah. why do you think it's important? And kind of what are some of the strategies that they need to take to really make sure yeah. they're, they're maximizing that. Right. So I will say the most critical thing here is you want to be the first one to win this call, but most likely they will be oh, wait, checking. Wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So meaning that if they somehow heard you online, it's phone and friend, or they found you on search, for example, but most likely before they call you, they want to check out how legit are you? Right? We do it all the time. If we're looking for plumbers, roofers, 
even a friend referred me to ABC Roofing Company, I still want to check them out. Right. Are they legit? I want to check out their Google reviews, Yelp reviews, just to make sure, hey, everybody else says they're the best. Yeah. So to me, it's like very interesting is if you have a lot of good reviews, when they call you, like if the, using the roofing example, roofer, if I already know they have a lot of reviews, that means everybody else says they're the best. So when I call them, I already preempted, hey, there's a lot of trust signals already. Everybody trusts you. Right. I don't need to screen you, ask a lot of questions. Right. And when you charge a little more than others, if I am a so-and-so-called price shopper, but at least I will trust you even more now, even if it's a little more expensive, everybody else says you're the best, right? To me, it's like almost no brainer. It's like literally free. <laughs> this is yeah. like one of those strategies, literally free. And there's so many, if I go back and look at, um, I'm not going to name names, but some of the corporate companies three years ago, they have a lot of negative reviews. They typically will be what, like- what, what companies did you say? Uh, corporates. Oh, uh, some corporate, of the corporate, right. gotcha. corporate owned funeral homes or cemeteries. They typically will have like two and a half, three stars. But if you look at those same funeral homes these days in cemeteries, they typically have hundreds of reviews. I'm not even kidding, hundreds of reviews and typically alleys four and a half stars and above. Yeah. Back still, then, no. the independently owned typically will have higher uh, more and higher quantity than and quality than the corporate. But the corporate owned, they really jump on this in the last two years. It didn't happen overnight. Right. right? But they jump on it. They know this is coming. Right. So if you look at most of your corporate owned funeral homes in the local market these days, that's going to be the benchmark. Right. Check out how many reviews they have. Now you have no choice to compete on reviews now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting too. And I'll just, I mean, I'll say this uh, kind of publicly, you know, I've, I've always been a really decisive person. Like I can make a decision, no problem, right or wrong. I'm, I'm living with it. But the older I get, the more uh, anxiety I have. I know this sounds kind of crazy, right? But I get anxious about things. And I remember, this is kind of a, a funny story, but I've always been really good at making decisions. Um, we built a house a few years ago and the guy was coming out there to put the pipe for the mailbox. Right. And Wilton, I was paralyzed. I'm like, I'd want to put it here. Do I want to put it, here? <laughs> put it over here? I'll put it here. And it was just this little decision, you know what I mean? But I, I was anxious about that. So I'm literally Googling, you know, where do you put, you know, when you build a house, where do you decide where you put, put your mailbox? Anyway, I said all that to say that when you, when it comes to spending money, nobody wants to feel like they made a bad decision. No. Nobody wants to make a bad decision. Um, and so what I look at these reviews as, which I'm sure many people do, is it's just like, it's like, um, like a proxy, right? So it's yep. going to be like, you tell me, okay, if everyone else trusts them, then I feel secure. My right. anxiety is lower. Right. I can make that decision comfortably. Yeah. Uh, and if I choose to go this low cost rate or this low, um, uh, mm -hmm. low review, you know, provider, um, right then I probably know what I'm going to get. And it's probably my own, you know what I mean? So basically what, it, what it's doing is it's kind of, you're really kind of outsourcing the decision to the right. crowd. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I feel totally comfortable buying from companies that everybody else yeah. says is good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And especially if you look at how Google ranking works, Google is factoring in, not a surprise, right? Why would Google yeah. be recommending on first page of Google, a non-legit funeral home? Yeah. 
it's heavily way way in more and more towards its algorithm now yeah. you gotta get more reviews yeah yeah no it's it's uh, i think from all angles i think the online reviews are are awesome oh yeah for me as a consumer for me as a business owner um all of them right because it just right. sort of selectively filters out what is good Right. Um, you know, just naturally it does that. And yeah, and obviously Google's going to show those best because Google's, I mean, if Google shows you crappy results, you're not going to come back and use Google. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to lose trust in Google. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I think that online reputation will 100% be more important at the end of 2021 than it is right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now what really always called us, it's a true unfair advantage you can have. It truly is unfair because you might have, now if you have 200 reviews, most of the competitors only have 50 or 30. It's like, that's unfair advantage you have. Yeah. Right. Most people opt to go with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. You know, too, one thing too, is uh, it can also be the great equalizer. So let's mm -hmm. say that I'm a, an upstart. Let's say that I'm, I, I don't have a big location on a main road. Right. right. Kind of off the beaten path a little bit. And so prior to these reviews or prior to the Internet, right, mm -hmm. like I had that they had the the unfair advantage. Right. right. Because the competitor may be out there. Uh, <laughs> but now if if somebody is, you know, maybe not, you know, uh, they don't they don't you know, they're not from that area or something. And now and basically what they're doing is Google's kind of that main road now. You right. know what I mean? And if you're the one with all the reviews, then you're the one with the big building everyone is seeing right. all the time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well then let me ask you this. So we know online reputation is important. What's, right. what's like one thing funeral homes can do, you know, starting right now to increase that? Ask. ask. Get comfortable in asking. Got Just it. have to get comfortable. Right. Right. Yeah. And how, how, are, how do you recommend they ask? So I've served a family now. <laughs> Um, right. and, and by and large, I mean, most families that funeral home serve are going to love them, right? So right. if you ask them, they'll probably do it. But what's your tactic? I mean, how do you ask them? My thought is, tip. Uh, first of all, the pre-need families, you got no excuse for not asking reviews. They're happy. Yeah. It, it's not impolite or anything. There's, it's not taboo to ask the pre-need families for reviews. Yeah. That to me is there's no excuse not to ask the pre-need families. Yeah. Or reviews. Well, what would you say though? So are they asking them in person, text, email, mm -hmm. a letter? How are they doing this? All of the above. Right. All of the above. Okay. Right. I think the simplest would be if you're shy, then of course using one of the texting software to ask for reviews or sending an email to simply request for a feedback. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I would typically my framework is even at needs or, or pre-needs, if I do run a funeral home. The morning after the service, I would call up the families just to check in with them just to make sure they're happy. Yeah. If they aren't happy with the service, at least you stopped a negative review from going on. Oh, that's a good point. Right. And if you're happy, then you could just ask them, hey, really appreciate if you can go on Google and leave us a feedback. Yeah. But that call is mainly to stop negative reviews from even appearing on Google or Facebook or Yelp. yeah, that's something I hadn't even thought about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting too, because um, what funeral home owners maybe are a little bit skittish about doing, mm -hmm. um, they're going to have to get comfortable doing it. 
They have to. Okay. You know, or they're going to have to outsource it, right, to some company yeah. that can help yeah. them. But yeah. either way, you're right. Those families have to be asked because right. let's say that if you're a hundred call firm mm-hmm. um, and, you know, let's say that 95% of the people love you, which they should, or you need to change right. your business. Um, mm-hmm. um, if you don't ask, you may not get any reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Any, any. Yeah. Uh, and let's say your competitor does the same number of calls and they ask, they could literally get 20 reviews. Yeah. Um, or 30 even. Um, and then all of a sudden somebody goes on Google and they search for funeral homes in your area. And then they Mm -hmm. see that, you know, your competitors got 20 reviews all within the last year. And the last one you had was from a year and a half ago. Right. (laughs) I mean, automatically just right. I mean, just right in front of your eyes, that competitor is going to have the, 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 the better chance of at least getting the phone call. Right. right? And whether they win that call or not, that's up to them, but they'd at least get, I I would think they would get more calls. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So the second thing that funeral homes need to focus on is going to be search. So talk about right. that. All right. So I think if you look at most of your own behavior, whenever you don't know anything or whenever you're looking for any type of services, you will grab your little tiny device from your, <laughs> from your pocket. You'll be using Google. You'll be Googling, for example, restaurant near me, roofers near me. So search really is to address those who are already problem where they have intention. Right. And more and more so-and-so go undecided families, they're going to go on Google. Right. And whoever does appear on first page of Google, the typically the discount brands, they're the one that's siphoning calls away from you. Yeah. And and that's be, and they're doing it intentionally, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I think that the underlying message here, I think, well, needs to be that it's pay to play. Right. Like, I mean, you can try, you know, SEO, search engine optimization. I mean, that's that's about as bland a word as you could get now, you know, and if people are telling you that through SEO, they'll get you to the number one spot. Um, yeah. I wouldn't walk away from those people. I would run um, because they're going to take right. your money. And they're not going to give you anything. Yeah. At the end of the day, Google's a business. Right. And they make all the, the money in the world. Right. Because they've created the platform that puts the product and providers in front of you the moment you need it. So if I need right. a if I need a carburetor for a 67 Volkswagen. Right. They can match me up with who sells that carburetor in right. two seconds. Exactly. And that's just incredibly valuable, right? Yeah. So that, you know, Google is in business to make money, right? They're a for-profit corporation. So if you want to be at the top of Google, you know, you have to write a big check. Sometimes, depending on the market and the keywords you're going after. But at the end of the day, um, you need to get yourself either educated on how to do it yourself, which is not easy, um, or you need to work with a company um, that specializes in it and that can help you go after what you want to go after, right? They can, they can make your dollar go a lot farther. I'll put it okay. that way, right? You're not going right. to go after, they're going to, you know, um, they're going to, you know, talk to you about what your goals are, what type of client you're going after. Uh, and then they know how to get those keywords, those key phrases, and they know how to bid on those. And basically it's an auction system, right? So you're going right. to bid to be at the top of that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if you're not, if you're not paying, if you're not using Google AdWords, right? If you're mm-hmm. not, it's called PPC pay per click. If you're not using that as part of your strategy, um, 100% you're missing calls. Oh yeah. 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. Even, even if you, even if your call volume is, is up from last year, it's still not up as much as it could be if you were doing PPC. Is that a fair statement? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. And, and that, and that, that transcends industries, right? That's not unique yeah. to funeral service. No. That's anything. No. Um, I mean, I've got a friend of mine who's a dog groomer and she's using Google AdWords because people are searching for dog groomers, right? right? She wants to be the one that's up there. And and she knows, look, she's found on Google, even if she doesn't pay, she's found on Google, but it's down here. Right. right? And it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if she's the number one organic result. Mm -hmm. If someone's paying, 
Do you love her? Push her down. Click that first. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So search is, search is super important. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that funerals need to focus on that we'll talk about today is going to be just your digital you know, solutions, like what right. tools you're using now to do business in 2021 that you didn't use at the beginning of 2020. Right. Um, right. You know, some of the things that you had to pivot to as a funeral home owner, um, wh where you maybe thought they were band-aids, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in 2020, like, oh, we can't have services. We need to go online. Mm -hmm. It's what you thought maybe was temporary, right. cannot be temporary. No, it's time to invest towards yeah. hardware and software. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's, let's dive into that. Well, um, you know, <laughs> let's talk about like streaming, for example, streaming yes. should not be optional uh, okay. or it should not be, uh, uh, you know, either you have it or you don't, everybody should be offered that. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Streaming yeah. oh. for sure. So, uh, you know, I think streaming, I think that online planning, right. I think that virtual arrangements, Right. Um, you know, ought to have it. Um, so you ought to be able to do everything online. Uh, but the one thing that you and I talked about that I think is really critically uh, important to really, you know, harp on, if you will, is just invest in it. So talk about that for a minute. The hardware. I think the hardware is something I would definitely focus on first, right? Many of the funeral homes, they, their computer laptop could be five years old. Yeah. And they're not apt to streaming. You're, you're basically your internet I would definitely invest towards a better internet. Um, yes. Definitely a faster speed, getting better hardware. And laptops are not expensive anymore. Yeah. $1,000, you can get a very, very good laptop with a webcam, everything right. out of the box, ready to use already. Right. So definitely hardware uh, will be laptop, get a new laptop or desktop, invest in a good webcam. Um, but like people are expecting you to be professional these days, right? Right, like in the arrangement room, you have you spent a lot of money on the arrangement room, right? That's the same thing digitally now. Yeah. People are actually looking at your screen in the background, everything too, right? So you have to be really investing in, in just higher levels of um, curation. Yeah, you know, I think I think that is so important, Welton. Because if you think about this, let's say that you're now going to be doing an arrangement conference online, right? And your lighting is poor, your sound is terrible. So let's imagine that this was in person and they, someone comes into your arrangement room and three of the four lights are out, you know, and you're talking through a sock. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, it would be a terrible crappy experience. You never do it. So <laughs> you need to really spend as much time making that virtual conference <laughs> as good as it can be. Exactly. And by gosh, just spend the money. Mm -hmm. It's not that much, no, right? $1,000, $2,000. I mean, you can buy a darn near a supercomputer now for a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, it'll do everything you ever want to do. Oh, yeah. And the one thing that I'm going to say is just go buy the best internet that your provider offers. Mm -hmm. Don't scrimp on that. There's nothing worse than people's voices getting choppy because no. you're buffering or it is an absolute terrible experience no. um, uh, on that. You know, um, they say that in video that your video is judged by your audio. Right. Let's say you could have 8K audio or video, right? Perfect video. But if your audio is terrible, that's all you're going to remember. Right. You could have great lighting, right? You could have the perfect suit on. You could have makeup on. You know, you right. could have everything. And if your internet is terrible and that right. thing starts being choppy, mm -hmm. right, or buffering, it just ruins all of it. Like nothing else you've done matters because you couldn't, you couldn't get, you couldn't do the main thing, right. which was, you know, be able to stream in real time. That's right. 
Yeah. And it's not even that expensive. No, it's not. I mean, my right. son is in Raleigh and he's got just like three or 400 megabytes down for like, you know, and up, right? It's synchronous for like 70 bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's oh. nothing. <laughs> it's right. nothing. But if you're, if you're, I don't, I don't care where you are. If you look at your internet provider and they've got package, you know, um, A, B, and C, you know, mm -hmm. good, better, and best, buy the best. Yeah. Call definitely. tomorrow morning and upgrade to the best. Oh yeah. The experience is so different. It's a lot more efficient for sure. For your team, even to be serving the internet, they're just much faster. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you know, the thing to me, Welton, is this is just a matter of making the decision that that's important to you. Right. Because you can go to Google and say how to set up, you know, a webcast that looks good. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Or like, yeah. what should your what should your lighting look like? I mean, right. there are millions of videos out there right now on how to use Zoom, how to look better on Zoom, how to create a better experience. And so if you think about it from not from the funeral owner standpoint, but from that consumer standpoint, right. like, how can I make this the best experience for that family? Right. You know? And then go figure it out. Yeah. I mean, oh. Yeah, I mean, our customers are super smart people. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. they just got to go take the time right. um, to go learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and believe me, that's not something either that you want to outsource. No. Like you can outsource the technology, like the streaming service. You don't want to try to you don't want to try to host a streaming service on your computer, right? I mean, use yeah. Facebook Live or YouTube Live or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you know, don't expect someone else to come in there and set your stuff up. Like the more you know, because you know what's going to happen. That family is going to judge you on how that experience is. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what else? So obviously faster internet connections, um, you know, better cameras. Oh, yeah. What, what kind of cameras do you recommend? Like, I mean, like I've got a, this is a Logitech, like, I don't know, 150 yeah, bucks good. or something. And um, those are very good already. Yeah, yeah. I just upgraded a little bit to a little bit nicer Sony, but it's your typical webcam. They're they're pretty good these days. Fifty bucks to seventy bucks, they can get pretty decent webcams these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. What else then on the digital side for funeral yeah. homes, like online planning? Definitely online planning. Dot like really map out the consumer journey. If they cannot come in, right? Ideally, you wanted to come in, and most of you have you already map out that whole consumer journey from start to finish. You most of you perfected that already. But now is think through the same scenario. Now they cannot come in. Map out that journey. Really just do the parallel. Write down and they write just piece of paper. Really map out if they were to come in versus they have to do it digitally. Map out step by step and figure out any of these. Can you, are there any solutions out there? Such as DocuSign, right? Such as ID viewing tool, online ID viewing tool. Are there any digital solutions, online checkout? Right. There's, you don't need a lot of fancy stuff. There's a lot of these bold on things. There's a lot of providers in the death care space already. Yeah. You know, I did a presentation on this last year at a convention, or I guess 2019 at a convention. But the one thing we talked about was understanding what consumers expect, right. not what you want to offer them. Right. So I think about something like DocuSign, um, like I just bought a, a rental property and, you know, it's incredible how much money you can spend and never meet anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like I just clicked a couple of things and, you know, drew my name on a screen and, you know, boom, there's, there's a ton of money out the door. Um, but like, I would expect anybody, uh, I would expect just about, well, let me say it this way. Every day I'm expecting more and more companies to just offer DocuSign. Right. It's perfectly legal. The courts all accept it. Why wouldn't you be using it? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, normal. Yeah. sign up for the service, upload your documents. Yeah. It's very, very easy to yeah. do. And you're going to make that customer's life so much easier. You're going to make your life so much easier, yeah. right? You're not faxing things, right? This is 2021. Um, you know, you're not faxing things. They're not having to run down to Staples to get the fax and fax it back and just send it to them. They can sign it on their phone, yeah. right? IDs. And like a lot of cremation companies now are doing the IDs on their phone. Yeah. It's very, very easy to do. And it's, it's all secure, right? They'll show the picture and the picture will dissolve after a few seconds. So it's not going to be online. Yeah, like um, Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Snapchat, right? It's an ephemeral image. It's just going to, it's just going to go away. But yeah. So think about it. I, my suggestion to the funeral owners would be to think about it from the consumer's perspective, not what they want to offer. So do you expect consumers um, to, to um, do consumers expect online planning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, buy a car. I just bought a house online. Right. <laughs> I would expect I can plan, you know, for this, this event uh, right. online, you know, do consumers expect to be able to sign online, right? Mm-hmm. Do they expect to be able to see pricing, right? We've, we've right. talked about that a hundred times. Um, do they expect to see merchandise online, right? I think that, I think consumers expect now, Welton, to control the journey. That's right. Right. Like they want to be able to control the, the experience. And so I think if we, uh, as business providers and, 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 and funeral homeowners, I think if we create that experience, um, you know, actually it creates less work for us, right? right? Because they're doing a lot of the work and they're happier, right? right. Because we've just, we've just created those tools um, uh, in place. So, yeah, well, this is good. Well, now, you know, we'll kind of wrap this one up. We won't go too long here, but I mean, there's, there's 25 different things we all should be focusing on in 2021, but hitting the high points, I think, focusing on your online reputation, um, you know, know where you're at, right? Know how many reviews you're, you know, track this stuff, right? Know how many your competitors have. Go to Google like you're a consumer, um, you know, and look at it and say, okay, I'm looking from a consumer's eyes right now, right? Through their lens, what am I seeing? Yep. Google your home. Google, I'm sorry, Google your own funeral home and see what pops up on first page of Google. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not happy with where you're at, fix it. Yeah. Right. And the only way you can fix it is by asking those people to give you an online review. Right. Um, so search. I mean, I'm just going to say that, you know, come off the wallet, pay, yeah. get with somebody that knows what they're doing. Don't, you know, I would, I would probably advise not doing it yourself. You can, if you want to learn, but there's a lot more to it. It's very complex. Um, um, I would say just find a good company you trust mm-hmm. want a good reputation um, and then budget that. You know, um, budget a portion of your of your marketing budget to that, and then make sure that you're giving yourself the best chance. If anyone in your area is searching for a funeral home, make sure your name is in the hat. Right. Right. Make sure you're at least in the running uh, to get that call. And if you don't pay, uh, you're likely not even going to be in the running. No. Yeah. And you could be the best option for that family, but I don't even know who you are. Mm. Yeah. And the last thing, um, just invest heavily, I think, in your in your digital tools. Right. Uh, you know, whatever you're like, you said, map that journey, whatever that family would be doing in person with you. Um, what does the online counterpart look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have that available, go make it available. Right. If there's some tool you don't have to, to get it, go get that tool. Just right. figure out, you know, let's let's just, you know, play it another way. Well, and let's just say you could never meet a family in person. Right. Again. Mm-hmm. How would you continue in business? Right. You either create a complete online experience right? That was as good or better than what you've had offline, um, or you'd go out of business. Right. So think about it from that, from that aspect. Right. Awesome. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to add? 
no, that's fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just excited for 2021. Yeah, I'm just I'm glad to be back uh, recording these podcasts. So we're going to keep this more on a regular schedule now. We've got some really good episodes coming up. Uh, we have an episode. Um, um, I believe hopefully we're going to do this next week. If not, it's coming uh, in the next couple of weeks. But we've got a couple of people coming on. They're going to talk to us about um, the importance of um, reaching out to and working with the LGBTQ community. And I hope I said that right, going to be reaching out to, um, you know, so that community as your customer, right? And then people in that community in the workforce. Uh, That's going to be a great episode. Uh, We've already talked to these these guys before, and it's going to be, it's just really fascinating to, to think about that and um, what some of the, the pros are if you if you adopt an open mindset and some of the cons if you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Because it can it can definitely affect your business one way or the other. So anyway, that's going to be a great episode. We're going to also talk uh, next couple episodes about some ways that you can differentiate mm-hmm. uh, from your competitors because right. um, I forgot who said it, but I read something the other day I thought was pretty interesting. They said, don't do things differently, do different things. <laughs> okay. I wish I, I wish I knew who said that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was neat. Like, don't do the same thing, just slightly different, go do something different, you know, be the purple cow. How do you do that? Right. And, and, and when, as, as, as things are becoming more competitive, you need to be able to stand out from that competition. So we're going to give you guys some good ideas on how you can do that as well. And then of course, we're going to talk about some marketing, uh, and then some other stuff. We also have a great episode that we're working on right now, uh, which is going to be, um, should a funeral home, this is actually going to be two parts, but should a funeral home invest in putting in a crematory, yep. right? Like, I mean, that has to be on the forefront of a lot of their minds right now, right? Cremation is becoming the majority of their business. Um, you are now outsourcing it to a third party, right? And you're leaving money on the table because you're doing that. So one, one part of the episode is going to be like, should I do it? So mathematically, here's a formula you can look at, like, does it make sense financially to do it? Uh, and then second is going to be like how to do it, because it's not like buying a hearse that rolls up and they drop it off. You've got, you've got, uh, um, you know, regulations, right? You've got, you know, permits, you've got all kinds of stuff. So we're going to talk with a couple of experts about what that process looks like. So if I want to buy a crematory, you know, A, B, C, D, E, you know, what are the steps to doing that? And then what are some of the roadblocks and hurdles that you might run up against uh, and how to overcome this? So we got a lot of episodes planned. Um, Majority of these episodes that we do come from feedback from you, the listener. So if you have anything that you would like us to discuss, talk about, if we can talk about it uh, from our own personal experience, we're happy to do that. Otherwise, we'll try to go find somebody that is smart in that area uh, and bring them on to, uh, you know, to try to help you. But we really would like to know what you guys think. So if you could shoot us an email, uh, it's it's Welton at ringringmarketing.com or Ellery at aftercare.com and just say, hey, look, you know, here's an idea. Talk about this. That'd be great. Or I'm struggling with this. Anything we can do to help um, would be great. But the ideas are, are really wonderful. So love the feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, uh, a little self-serving. If you found value in this episode or any of them uh, up to now, if you wouldn't mind going on uh, the Google Play Store or, or iTunes or Spotify, or wherever you listen uh, and leaving us a review, that would be super helpful as well, because that helps us, uh, you know, when people are searching for funeral podcasts, which not a lot of you are, but if anyone, <laughs> if anyone is, we want to be we want to be the best. So um, on that. So anyway, uh, if nothing else, well, we'll just we'll catch up with them next week. Thank you, everybody. Awesome. All right. See you, everyone.